0: Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. And I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Business as a Magical Practice. Today we have back on the lovely Helena Grant, and we're talking about growing your business using summits. If you do not know what a summit is, don't fret. We're going to go into all the details of what it is, what it can look like in your business, pros, cons, Examples, all the things, but if you do not know her, Helena Grant, transformational coach, spiritual business oracle, and priestess of the kite profoundly delights in guiding her clients and students to come home to themselves so they can experience happiness through wholeness, certified as an existential kink practitioner, 200 hour RYT yoga teacher and soulful summit creation coach, Helena uniquely synthesizes her gifts as a metaphysical healer with practical strategy to assist the world in attaining deeper levels of self love and energetic sovereignty. Helena specializes in assisting new wave entrepreneurs to greater levels of visibility and confidence so they can bring their work into form and leave a lasting legacy. Welcome back to the podcast, Helena. Thank you, Sam. I'm so happy to be here. And hello, everyone. <laughs> and this is actually during a very special period because you can actually see Helena performing, not performing, putting on a summit or performing. <laughs> it is, it is like performing. It is, I I mean, I liken it to you are building
1: your own stage that you will be the center of. When you are creating a summit, I mean, so many metaphors that we're going to cover today in so this conversation. Metaphors. But yeah, it is—it yeah. is like performing. It is—you're a rock star.
0: <laughs> but, but she has a summit happening live right now. This podcast is coming out February sixteenth, and she has a live summit happening. We'll get to all the details at the end of the episode. But if you are like, wow, summits sound really cool and you wanna see someone, see it completely in action, it's perfect timing because you can go check out Helena's summit. And I guess let's just start off with what a summit actually is. Yeah, so
1: a summit is so many beautiful things. And I love to say that a summit is a win, 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 win situation. It's a win for you as the host and the producer. It's a win for the featured speakers that you bring in. It's a win for all of the audience, the audience that the speakers have, the audience that you're creating with the summit. It just, everyone wins in a summit situation. A summit could also be called a festival, a retreat a rest treat. I heard one recently, Uh a conference, a teleconference, so many different terminologies. But I personally love Summit because to me, it speaks to the metaphor of the mountain, where you get to climb the mountain, you get to take the path directly to the top you have this beautiful vista when you get to the get to the summit of the mountain and you see what you've created you know what you're standing upon and yet you also have so much more territory to cover beyond that because to me a summit is a beautiful way to position yourself for a launch and another term for a summit is what is called a joint venture launch. That's covered in that, you know, seminal work by Jeff Walker launch, where you're really harnessing the energies of the featured speakers that you're working with, you're collaborating with, and you have a warm audience coming to you. And, ah, oh, yes, warm audience, just so delightful. They're just like so primed for the medicine that you have to deliver into the world.
0: And just on a, a basic level, it is you as the host of the summit, you come up with a topic and then you invite a bunch of experts in on the topic and, It is this thing where people can opt in to participate in the event. So it is this massive way to do an email list build. And there's usually an agreement with the summit guests that they will email their email lists and post on social media about it. So you're getting this massive influx of energy and people into your little corner of the internet, which I mean, it it is similar to a launch and it can be a part of a launch, but it is so much bigger in that you are leveraging other people's audiences in order to put this out into the world.
1: Yes, exactly. And you mentioned it's this huge infusion of energy. And I really look at the summits themselves as their own entity, their own energetic entity, a non-physical entity that has likely already chosen you. So someone's listening and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to hear more about summits. This sounds amazing. They are not for everyone because of exactly that. You're holding massive amounts of energy, huge amounts of energy are coming through you. And Torchbearer Entrepreneur Visibility Summit is my fifth summit. So I know a lot about this process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it is so much fun. It's so transformative, but it really is something that you need to position yourself to be holding and managing. In some ways, you're almost building a, a mini business within your business when you create a summit, the way that I like to create them, that you're really giving it its own identity, its own branding, you're creating marketing content for it. And the beautiful thing about having the featured speakers, not just that they have these audiences that they're so excited to share their summit with the audience and the conversations that they're going to be having with you, but that they get to partake in what the summit becomes because it really does take on its own personality being channeled through you as the host and the producer and the, you know, the star of the show as well.
0: (laughs) And I I love what you're saying about building a business within a business because, not only usually a lot of people use a summit in order to launch something on the back end of the summit like you have this a bunch of eyes on you because of the summit and after the summit is over you'll launch a relevant program that you want all of your new your new audience to see but if you even if you don't do that it is a part of the summit process to sell the recordings like mm-hmm. you can like people can join live for free and then on the back end you can sell lifetime access to the program. So you don't even need it's it's actually so perfect for brand new entrepreneurs who are at ground zero because like yes it's a lot of work and like yes you have to deal with a bunch of other people but you can go from 0 to a multi thousand thousand yeah. person email list and even if you don't have a program to sell on the back end you can sell the recording so you have this influx of cash too.
1: Yeah. It's an incredible way to leverage starting out mm-hmm. or also I used the summit as a way to pivot. I had mm-hmm. been operating as a stylist for women going into their closets and taking things out, editing, and then taking them shopping and then sort of coaching them on their self-worth and their confidence, which coincided with a massive spiritual awakening, I realized that I had been helping people go from the outside in with the style work. And now my work is inside out, which of course, it it goes both ways always. But yes, the summit, so many different ways to apply it to business growth. And it really is this huge, beautiful, glorious lead magnet that makes money, it brings in revenue, and has all of these incredible applications even post-summit. So the speakers then, you are giving them, that's their intellectual property, the interview that you've done with them, but they credit you when they share it. And it is also something that you can be offering as a free gift, you know, or a bonus in other programs that you run. So of course I bring so much strategy into my own use of summits and how I teach people how to create them as well. And again, hold the energy of being the,
0: the epicenter of an event like this. So you, you mentioned that you have done five summits now. What have you been able, what has been this, all the benefits that you've gotten out of summits from these five, I'm guessing tons of email lists, but what else?
1: I have such a beautiful audience on email. They are just so delightful and I have a 40 to 46% open rate on my emails, which is four times industry standard. So these are, you think about the journey of a normal subscriber to your email list who's come in through lead magnet. You have to nurture, nurture, nurture. And I love to nurture. You still have to nurture post summit, but you've brought these people in and they're just so interested in you and you've been referred, they've been referred to you through the speakers that you're working with. So it's not just the actual list growth, it's who's there. They are like-minded and they are aligned and they want to know what you have to say. You don't have to convince them to try to listen to you. Some people do come in just for a summit. And that is an aspect of what occurs on the on the back end of a summit, that you have a big infusion of new audience members and then people that leave as well. But you want to be letting them go and making space for the people that, that really want to be there. So huge amounts of list growth, huge amounts of personal growth too, because you know, when you have people eager to listen to you, you're going to show up differently. You know that people want to know what you have to say. You're going to be more likely to say things. (laughs) And this is such a beautiful aspect of where we are as a society. There's so much available to us. People are starting businesses all the time. You can truly sell anything now on the internet. And I love to tell people, you have something beautiful to share with the world, a very unique lens through which to share it. All you need to do is open your mouth and make sounds (laughs) or get those fingers flying and just like type, type letters out. And summits to me are just a way to move into a very intense initiation of being that person who's like, yes, I am absolutely, I have to be here and I have to show up and I have to just start making these sounds in whatever way it feels good to me because people are listening. They want to hear from me and I want to connect with them.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to scoop back for a second because there has been not a myth, but something that people say and actually have been saying for decades, which mm-hmm. is you... Email is dead or you don't need a big email list to be successful. And I'd love to, I know we have similar opinions about this. So I'd love to hear in your own words, how you respond to something like that.
1: Yeah. So first of all, email is not going anywhere. Email has the highest conversion of any medium when it comes to communication.
0: And it has been that
1: way for decades. It's been that way for decades. All along, you own your email list. You don't own your social media. It's the only, you know, your, your users, you have followers on social media email, you have subscribers, people who engage with you differently. You have different kinds of conversations on email. That isn't to say social media is doesn't have its own validity and its own role in the ecosystem of your business. And I've tested this out personally. You really want them both working together. <laughs> and there can be a wonderful synthesis between the two, beautiful exchange between your email and your social. But having that email list So securely in place, you're not fighting algorithms. You are really in communication and communion with the audience in a very different way than you are on social media. And what I do a lot is I write the email to the list and then I put that on social media. I sort of diffuse it onto social media. And sometimes it goes the other way that, you know, I'll direct people from email over to social media. But when you have that beautiful, big, robust audience, you're just playing an a remarkable game of numbers. You're just stacking the deck in your favor that there are going to be that many more people that even if they aren't buying from you, they're connected to more people who might. And when you are just putting out the content and they're opening it and you're getting those 40 to 46% open rates you're having a beautiful effect on people in a way that you you wouldn't necessarily if you had a really tiny list and you didn't feel good about it. You feel so good about the list that you've created post-summit. It's a glorious experience.
0: Yeah, I so agree with this because you can absolutely be, have a successful, profitable, growing business without focusing on your email list at all or out without creating a big email list. But as someone who works on the back end of six and seven and multiple seven figure businesses, the ones who consistently grow their email list intentionally have such an easier time launching. So if you've been like, oh, I feel like my launches are getting worse, or, oh, I feel like I'm just selling the same thing to the same people over and over again, and that's why my launches are not doing as well, paying attention to your email list growth is such an important thing to be paying attention to in such a good use of your energy, whether that's, that's money going into ads or your time or your assistance time going into setting up a summit or a webinar or whatever that is focused on list building. It is such a good use of energy. Yeah,
1: definitely. Totally agree. <laughs> 100%. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's just this big party, and you know, the speakers are there again, helping you hold the energy, helping you have these conversations you wouldn't normally be having. You could almost think of it too as like you are creating a whole season of podcast episodes, mm-hmm. <laughs> condensed into three, five, seven days, however, however many days you you want to do love it. That. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, yeah, it's just it's a big party. It's a big party, and then you have the audience coming in. They're like, "Ooh, what's going on?" here who's hosting this? Oh I'm here for this speaker, but I'm I'm being exposed to the work of all these other amazing speakers that are being held under this beautiful umbrella of a theme and, and oh God, I'm just I'm finding everything I need in one place in in these few days of this just infusion of information and inspiration and wisdom and it's just so fucking cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how do you see this in comparison to webinars? So
1: webinars, I mean, you could look at each interview as a webinar. And for this summit, I will be hosting daily webinar workshops. So every morning, I'm going to be starting off our schedule with a live workshop. It's a three-day workshop about visibility, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your identity around becoming visible And so you are essentially hosting, you want to be hosting your own webinars, and you could look at the speakers as hosting webinars as well, but it's how condensed it is, how distilled it all is. And you're not just trying to promote your own webinar that's obviously going to lead into some pitch for a program. You do want to do that after the summit and launch your program, but the summit is its own program in and of itself. And then the strategy that we employ in Limitless, which is my mastermind, is that we're using, we're leveraging that summit as a platform
0: for the launch on the other side Mm -hmm. of your event. So for someone who's like, okay, I think summits are interesting and I'd love to explore this. I don't know if I'm ready. What are some initial things that people need to pay attention to when it comes to summits?
1: I would really start paying attention to who you are learning from, who you're eager to open emails from, what social media accounts you're finding really inspirational. Maybe look to at programs you've been in, courses you've taken, certifications you've gone through, teachers that you've had or maybe haven't had, but people that you admire and start to just feel into what it might be like to interview them to talk to them, to become not just their student or their mentee, but their peer. Because that's part of what happens too when you position yourself as a summit creator, you are more adjacent to people that you might be looking up to, learning from, benefiting from. You become their friend, their colleague. And so, yeah, start looking at that. And I'd say too, if you're looking for some sort of, Shift or change or infusion, or you're pivoting, or you have a new program, or you have a program that's worked really well in the past, and you're looking for new people to take it, then a summit might be a really good option for you. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say, too, if you're like really ready to feel more visible, <laughs> bring it on. This is a great, great format to step into new levels of really actively showing up as a thought leader.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is so interesting that when we are often afraid of being seen as an expert in an area, it's often putting yourself out there. That is the thing that pushes you and your, everyone who's looking at you over the edge of like, oh yeah, this person's an expert and it can happen so fast. Like you write a book and like, suddenly you're an expert in that area. You put out a course and you're an expert in, or you like, you run a summit and you're an expert in that area. It's this, um, it's not just about this internal shift of like, I'm an expert. It's also how you put, how you're seen in the world. And that, that's that visibility piece for sure.
1: Yeah. How you're seen and you really are positioning yourself so securely in that format as, this is, this is what I do. This is what I'm an expert in. And you're being held in that experience by all these other speakers that are sharing that stage with you. They're saying, yes, this person is that, (laughs) and I'm talking to them and I want you to listen to me, talk to them. So there's this, this, I think it's the communicative
0: property, right? (laughs) (laughs) So what, what advice do you have for people who are afraid of being visible in their business? Or maybe they maybe they even crave it, but there's there's still that fear element in there. Yeah. So
1: that fear of visibility is tied to certainly your personal experience. And so connecting with what might be at play with those fears and those blockages. And also looking at the collective influence around why you might be fearing being visible. And for me, this goes back to the Eve wound, which we will be diving into in my workshops. But essentially, this fear of being rejected, of being blamed, of being shamed. And it really wasn't that long ago that a woman who was wise and had healing energy was a huge liability to how society was being restructured. And that is still in our bodies. So it's primal, it's collective, it's mammalian. If you stand out from the crowd, you might be expelled from the pack. And that means death, right? That deep limbic brain. So Being in touch with the fact that you might have blocks and fears around visibility is the first step. And then looking at what your own personal experience is of that, recognizing that there are a lot of collective aspects to that as well. And one of my favorite tools is existential kink. And almost really, I've been needing to do this as I'm mounting this visibility summit where I have to allow myself to feel fully hidden. Fully suffocated, fully failing for 15 minutes every day, (laughs) so that I don't have to have that come to fruition from that deep generative subconscious mind. I go all the way into it, I allow myself to fully feel those feelings. And then I come out of the 15-minute container and it's like, oh, I'm not afraid anymore. I let it happen all the way, fully and completely. And here I am, I'm still alive and actually feel even more liberated energy around showing up myself and also leading people in how to show up
0: for themselves and their
1: businesses. Can
0: you explain what existential kink is for people who don't know?
1: Yes, so existential kink is a transformational somatic technology designed by Dr. Carolyn Elliott, who's been in some of my summits. And it essentially is what I just described. It's a method of shadow integration where you allow yourself in a timed container to fully and completely feel whatever it is that might be coming up, even even the very undesirable emotions and feelings that you think you shouldn't have or that you shouldn't be feeling, you give yourself that space to allow that to come to fruition so that it's not finding (laughs) sideways to be manifested. It really is, to me, it's like just taking an internal shower. You just do this inner work and it just cleanses the system completely. And you just flush out all of these residual, shameful feelings. You're just showering yourself instead with just approval and acceptance and extraordinary levels of divine love and forgiveness for whatever you might be feeling, because this is your wholeness. Even those blocks you have around visibility, that's still intelligence. And when you can relate to it through these somatic practices it can just blossom into what it actually wants to be, which is likely some form of motivation or purpose, but it hasn't had a chance necessarily to take that shape because of judgment or again, shame, guilt, blame, again, tied into your own personal experience as well as the collective.
0: Mm. I'm wondering if you would be open to taking us through a, visibility practice, whether that's existential kink or something completely different just so that people can either get in touch with whatever blocks them, or maybe open up to more visibility just for a fun little practical exercise for us. My God, I love this idea. little practice on the fly.
1: Okay. So what I'm seeing is we're going to start with a little tapping. I love to just go right here, fingertips just below the collarbones and you're just very lightly tapping as if you're burping a baby. And for and people who are,
0: who are listening, Helena is just taking her her relaxed open hands and gently touching them over and over, tapping them over and over again, right at the collarbone point. Yeah.
1: And you could even do one hand if you want, that helps because that deep limbic brain doesn't respond to verbal cues, responds to touch. Mm -hmm. Limbic brain and sort of mammalian brain as well. And then we're going to pair that with the spoken word. And we're going to say, even though, even though I have some visibility blocks, I have some visibility blocks. And I have a fear of being seen. And I have a fear of being seen. And I want to keep hiding.
0: And I want to keep hiding. I choose. I choose.
1: To deeply and completely.
0: Deeply and completely. Love. Love. Accept. Accept. Forgive. Forgive.
1: And approve of myself.
0: And approve of myself.
1: Beautiful. And we're just loosening up the energy in the body we're working with the chi here <laughs> we'll just do one more round of that even though even though these visi- visibility blocks these visibility blocks run totally contrary run totally contrary to what i want to be accomplishing in my life and
0: business to what i want to be accomplishing in my life and business and i don't understand why i have these visibility blocks i don't understand why i have these visibility blocks And even though I'm having this experience, and even though I'm having this experience,
1: I choose to deeply and completely, I choose to deeply and completely love, love, accept, accept, forgive, forgive, and approve of myself.
0: And approve of myself. Oh,
1: beautiful. And just dropping the hands into the lap, keeping the eyes closed, taking a nice, easy, gentle breath, deep into the belly, And exhaling whatever way feels good, through the nose, through the mouth, but just feeling the body settle in, settle into the seat, feeling the heft, the weight, the density of your physical body, just relaxing easily, gently, slowly. And another nice, easy, gentle, deep breath, deep into the belly and imagining that breath reaching to the base of the spine.
2: And exhaling again.
1: Just taking a moment to locate here in the body, here and now, listening to my voice, where this block around visibility might've taken up residence in your body, in your physical body. Whatever sensation is arising in your body now in response to this exploration, this very gentle, loving exploration around where the block around visibility is showing up for you. Here and now in the body, the body, this beautiful vessel of divine intelligence So much information here in the body and somewhere in here in the body is this block around visibility, a block around being seen. Maybe it's a block with lots of blocks in it, but it's here somewhere in the body and just bringing your loving, gentle, curious attention to wherever that is. A lot of people tend to have visibility blocks in the solar plexus, that area just below the sternum, the solar plexus, where maybe you know you're meant to shine, have confidence, and turn yourself on full blast in the world. Maybe the visibility block is a little bit lower down, maybe it's in the abdomen the sacral chakra area. Maybe your womb, if you identify as a woman with a female body, or of course the womb is an archetype. You don't have to have a female body to be able to connect with the sacral chakra and the womb, the void. Or maybe they're even further down these visibility blocks, this block around visibility. Maybe it's further down in the root. It just doesn't feel safe to be be visible,
2: feels scary, feels terrifying. Maybe sets you up for judgment, makes you freeze. You don't wanna be seen, it's a threat. So just
1: noticing where in your body Maybe one of these three, maybe two, maybe all three. Maybe there's just too much here. It feels a little numb, even just noticing that, whatever it is, there's some sensation
2: here in the body. Just letting yourself approach the sensation is if you're looking at an exquisite work
1: of art. Just walking around the sensation as if you're in a museum or a gallery. And it's just this unbelievable sculpture.
2: It's extraordinary. This block here now, taking shape in your body, being witnessed as this exquisite work of art. Just notice the size, the color, the texture, if there's any sound associated with it. You're not trying to change this work of art. You're just admiring it. admiring its size, its texture, its color, its shape, noticing the sound that might be associated with it. And as you're admiring this work of art, allowing yourself to breathe, Deeply. Breathe deeply into the pleasure of viewing this work of art just as a bystander, something that's been built, something meant to inspire and to serve. Maybe you've never seen it before, but you know that this is. Really, quite remarkable. This block here that's been molded and shaped and sculpted. Deeply, deeply feeling your connection to this work of art, this block, this sculpture. Relaxing into your communication with it, your connection to it. Knowing that the artist who created it is an absolute genius, lauded by the world for what was shaped and molded over time, etched, woven, Again,
1: taking an easy, gentle breath, expanding into creating the capacity to hold this work of art,
2: knowing that it has its own intelligence and allowing it to now, always and forever be able to communicate with you. Maybe even asking it, What do you need from me? I'm just waiting for the response. If there is one, if there isn't, that's fine too. Allowing the response to fall gently, lovingly upon your ears. And
1: knowing you have deeply received the response, asking now this sculpture, this exquisite work of art, this block that's been sculpted, molded, woven, etched, what do you have to give me?
2: What information do you have for me? And waiting for the response your open ears, your open heart, as if you've been bestowed the most precious gift in the universe, the knowledge, the wisdom, the intelligence that this work of art has to give you. allowing that to integrate deeply into all cells of your being. Knowing
1: that you've been changed by connecting with this beautiful work of art. Once you called it a block, but now you see the extraordinary intelligence that's been here all along. You have a new relationship with what exists inside you. It's now available
2: to you in a whole new way. And knowing with just supreme gratitude that you have been changed and altered by this experience, I invite you
1: to express your deep love and gratitude to this presence within you, the sensation that showed itself, that spoke to you, communicated with you,
2: just say, thank you. I'm listening. I'm here for you. And I love you. I'm feeling now that this communication
1: has come to completion, but knowing you can always return here and that going forward, this connection will always be at the ready. Whenever you need to move through, move with any blocks that come around, up around your visibility, you will be able to connect with, communicate with, and benefit from the deep, beautiful, extraordinary intelligence.
2: That you've connected with here. And now taking
1: a deep, gentle breath all the way into the belly and relaxing. Going to count
2: back from five. Five, feeling
1: tremendous gratitude to yourself. And four, Tremendous gratitude to the intelligence within you. And three, knowing that, again, you carry all this information with you and you can always connect in the future. And two, beginning to wiggle your toes and your fingers and taking another nice, gentle inhale in. And one, eyes open, wide awake, feeling refreshed and energized, better than you have in a long, long time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so good Alina that was great
1: oh mm, that was fun that was a that was a beautiful melange uh, <laughs> comes to mind we freed up so much energy with that sort of modified tapping and then we did some focusing in there we had a little little sprinkle of ek so that was That was fun to do. What what are we going to
0: call that?
1: Yeah. We talk about it. We've got to come up with something. And then I did want, I had planned to bring in some Mudita, which is another tool I love to use sympathetic rejoicing around being liberated completely from that that visibility block that it's become something else. But yeah, that is, I don't know.
0: Oh, well, maybe it'll have to go in the show notes or yeah, people have coming, to come. He he to right. come to yeah, that's that's I mean, on that note, let's chat about Torchbearer. How can people sign up? What is it? Who's it for? All the things.
1: So torchbearer is for someone who has felt like they have been hiding, they've maybe been foraging and gathering information, education, certifications, and now they really recognize that they have this beautiful medicine to share with the world. They might also have gotten to that sort of crossroads in their business where they're looking for that real like infusion of energy and they want to launch a program and they're tired of throwing that's the spaghetti at the wall syndrome, like the spray, like, oh, this yeah. seems like it should work. Is it working? I don't know. But they're really ready for like a honed in strategy for, for visibility. And yeah, so Torchbearer is for entrepreneurs that are ready to step into new levels of visibility and impact and, and confidence. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of self-trust that they're going to be gathering on the other side of this. And they can register at www.entrepreneurvisibility.com. Uh, what a good for, URL. Yeah, <laughs> such a good URL. We'll be monetizing <laughs> that in the future, even more so than the summit already will be. But
0: And yeah. just to, if I'm hearing this right, it's for newer entrepreneurs who are ready to really actually get paid, get seen. For people who are pivoting from one one expertise to a completely different one, or even maybe like a 1% change pivot. And then also, people who are more established in business, but have had some blocks around visibility and they're finally ready to step into that fully. Is that correct? Beautiful. Yes. Sam, you're so good at, at
1: distilling <laughs> all of my channeled information into like
0: very practical one, two, three. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> one of my superpowers. And So that is happening right now. What are the, what are the dates that it's happening? The
1: dates are, it will be a live summit 28th to March 2nd. So people can sign up right now. This is the promotional period and
0: get on the list,
1: get on the list and Mm -hmm. mark your calendars for those three days. It's going to be epic.
0: And who are some of the speakers and some of the topics that are going to be
1: covered? So we have you, Sam, of course, we have Luis Mojica, he'll be talking about how to navigate the potential of a visibility hangover that can happen when you really put yourself out there. And it's like, wait, crickets or judgment or mean comments. We have Juliana Garcia. She's going to be talking about honing your messaging. So you just feel like so clear in who you're talking to, what you're delivering. We have some wonderful ABI, ABA sisters of mine. Maud is going to be talking about hypnosis. I also have soul sister, Anna Marbach. She's going to be covering planetary magic. We have Robin too, Wicked Veracity. She's going to be talking about stoic wisdom. So it's just such a glorious, glorious collection of
0: thought leaders, visionaries. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at any of that yet. So it's fun to yeah. hear all the different, that's such a great range too. It's not just a bunch of people talking about the same thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, it's, I love to have really
1: a broad collection of lenses through which to look at our topic. And I'm just going to speak into the world that you know when, when you are creating your summits, you're also reaching for like, who would just be like, Best
0: person. The URL again is entrepreneurvisibility.com. Yeah, it is. Yep, that's it. Okay. Amazing. And do you have any final words of wisdom for people right now? Oh, I will say that these are the
1: times the ancients prophesied when there was going to be just a huge awakening on the planet. And we have so much available to us now. We have so many tools. We are so fully supported, both by the seen and the unseen. And so everyone just take a deep, deep breath, open your mouth and make sounds because your truth is the most beautiful, glorious music that the universe is just waiting to hear. So just... Open it up and light yourself on fire because torchbearers rise and unite.
0: <laughs> oh my god, so good. There's a good quote in there we're gonna have to pull out. <laughs> oh, thank you, Helena. Um, really appreciate you and such a wonderful practice and information that you gave everyone. So come join us in Torchbearer, everyone. I, I'm in it. I'm participating (laughs) and we'll see you all next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, everyone.